Hey guys, it's me. <laughs> it's Brina. <laughs> well, I am sitting on my favorite spot on my couch and I because I'm sitting on my favorite spot the walls are actually paper thin so you will hear cars drive by airplanes flying above you will hear the air conditioning come on um don't worry just consider this an immersive experience you know you are here with me (laughs) while we're talking today so i just before we get started, I want to go ahead and pray um, because this is a word that God had given me before that he reminded me of today to give to you. Um, something that I'm actually going through right now. So I thought it was the perfect time to talk about it. So if you would, we're just going to take a moment to pray real quick. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've been speaking to us. Lord, we want to hear everything that you have to say. So we surrender our hearts, we surrender our thoughts, we surrender our time to you right now. God, for those of us who are driving on our way to work or wherever we're going today, Lord, I ask that you would keep us safe so that we can hear what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And excuse me, my nose just gets stuffy. Like whenever I sit down recently, my nose gets like stuffy. I don't, I think it's allergies i'm not really sure so we did a sermon series at my church freedom church and it was called stretching season um we were going through a season of being stretched it was close to the end of the year in 2022 and um when god had given me this i was uh re-listening I was like listening to our church's podcast and my pastor was sharing the story of Abraham and his son and God had instructed Abraham to take his son and make a sacrifice on the mountain and instead of questioning the Lord on his promise over his son he trusted in God's word and was flexible enough to be obedient and uh Something I realized about myself during that message was I'm really good at being flexible with a promise. Um, And most of you already know this because you've been on the receiving end of my reminders. You know, my reminders of God's promise over you. I'm usually the one to tell people of what God said to them. It's been like 10 years since God spoke to me about recording an album and well actually probably more than that um but really 10 years since i knew like for sure i'm gonna be recording an album like it's happening and god had promised me that that was in my life you know in in his plan for my life and um i'm still just cruising just waiting for him to open a door uh I'm not even worried about a thing. And while meditating on that sermon from that Sunday, I told God, I am 
pretty flexible, right? Like, aren't I? And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. He said, there's another side to flexibility. And I may be pretty flexible at trusting in God to keep his word, but something I'm not good at is being flexible enough to stay obedient and be still when I don't have a promise or a word from God. I am I'm just a really messy person. <laughs> so something that he showed me is that like my diet is messy, my time management is messy, my schedule is messy. And my room it is pretty messy. <laughs> my side of things, I keep things pretty messy. Um, I don't finish what I start and I definitely don't start things that I think I might fail. I am so flexible in some areas. Like I, I bend really well to pressure when I've heard God's voice about something, but I am not flexible on the other side where God has not spoken. I would rather be stiff with no plan and deal with the consequences later I would rather snap under the pressure of procrastination instead of being flexible and obedient to the word that I have right in front of me. Something I've learned recently in this stretching season is that people who are always impulsive, never really knowing what they're doing, let alone why they're doing it, are miserable and never blessed. So what I want to do is read for you 1 Kings chapter 17 uh, verses 2 through 16, which I actually don't have in front of me. So I'm just going to look it up real quick. Let's see. 2 Kings chapter 17. Excuse me. (laughs) I guess we can read it in the NIV version, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. I want New Living Translation. That's for my girlies out there. Okay. So, starting in verse 2. Is it 17? Yeah. Oh, 1 Kings. First Kings chapter 17, verse 2. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook, there uh, where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring to you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kareth Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Verse 8. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Verse 10. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived, the gates of the 
or as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for your son and yourself. Verse 14, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. This widow is someone who thinks things through and knows that even when it seems inconvenient, it is still necessary to do things with purpose. So, to break down what we just read because it's hard sometimes when you're reading the Bible it's hard to really like picture what's going on or at least for me it is so I have to like sit and meditate on it so this woman invited a man who claimed to be a prophet and was blessed for it she trusted Elijah when he proclaimed that God spoke over her household that there will always be enough flour and oil to make bread even though she knew there was only a handful and a few drops What gets me going is verse 12. She said, I swear to God that I do not have a single piece of bread, only a handful of flour and some oil. I was gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. There are a few points and practical things that the Holy Spirit is showing me through this story that will help with being flexible without a promise that will um like that will set me in the path of his blessing and favor the first thing god showed me is that i can number one give only what i've got so this widow basically said that she would if she could which shows the intent of her heart. She wanted to serve Elijah and take care of his need, but simply did not have the resources to do so. And some of us are giving without anything to give. I used to love buying gifts for people, but had no money to do so. I would take some girls out for lunch and pay for their food. Did I have enough money for my bills? No. Did I already owe my dad $1,200 for car insurance that I hadn't paid him in a year? Yes. Did I have a servant's heart? You know? No, I did not. Every gift I gave, every blessing I provided was out of the craving for people to love me. For man to love me. 
I was a servant of man, sure. But I was not a servant of God. Everything I gave was not to love God's people. It was so that God's people would love me. What a dangerous way to live for a jealous God. Which is why we, myself, we are never blessed. He never asked for us to give to people no matter what. Jesus says in Matthew 5, verse 38 through 45, to give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. For someone to borrow something means that you need to have it in the first place. You cannot serve God by serving people without having anything to serve them. Stop putting gifts on credit cards and buying people things. Instead, invest in their life. Spend time with them. Make them a card or write them a letter telling them how much they mean to you. Encourage them. This right here is so important and I mean it with all of my heart. You are the greatest gift anyone on this earth could have. It's you. You are light. You are chosen. You are anointed. You are the gift that you can give. You already have you. And contrary to popular belief, when you stop making things about yourself and start making things about others, you will start adding value to this world. Influencers, TikTok celebrities, the business owners, they all have one thing in common. Loneliness. We can't live like those people who care more about their image than their intimacy with, that, with God. Don't take people out to dinner to show off that you can pay for everyone. Invite them to your house. Invite them to your home for a nice cooked meal at their dinner table. I've learned That if I take the time to stop trying to show off what I don't actually have. If I put aside my pride and intentionally love on other people. Then I will have the time of my life. I will find the love that I crave from the one who created me. Which brings me to my next point. Number two, we have to know what you got. This woman wanted to give Elijah food, but she didn't have anything to give him. Not only that, it says right here that she was preparing to die. God allowed me to speak to you today to tell you that a heart like that does not go unnoticed. A woman like that does not go unnoticed. She did everything she could do to gather everything she had. She was the breadwinner for her family. Just think about the heartbreak she had to go through to realize that this was it. She acted as the provider ever since her husband died. And now, after all of her hard work, she has one small meal left to cook. I am the opposite. I distract myself and I hide away. I do whatever I can for temporary relief or temporary satisfaction. If I were in her shoes right now, 
2023, I probably would have been so deep in entertainment and distraction that my resources would have run out and I wouldn't even know it. It would have been way too late. I wouldn't have even seen that that was all I had because I would have been so distracted. The last point that I want to make, point number three, something that this woman knew was that God, he's got you. I'm always looking for ways to just fix my own problems. And I know I'm not the only one. I have a need to self-destruct and punish myself for my own sins and disobedience. Even if I have done everything that I'm supposed to do, I will find something wrong with me and accept the tribulation as a consequence of not being good enough. I don't know if I was born that way or if there's some childhood trauma that caused it. All I know is that I look to myself for help. I only trust myself. Only I can make this right until I can't. This woman faced the facts. When this runs out, we will live until we starve to death. I don't know about you, but I thought about how she doesn't just go and become a prostitute or a stripper. She doesn't try to find an easy way out and sin in the process. She intentionally chooses to do what is right, to work until she cannot, and face whatever happens next. She does not compromise. She refuses to ignore it and makes a resolve that this is the end. This is their last meal. So I'd like to go back and read again verses 15 through 16 again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. You are not being overlooked. You are not alone. He sees you. He saw you as a matter of fact. He saw you before you ran out of flour and oil. I want to share something very cool with you about Elijah and where he came from. So this brook that God told Elijah to go and drink water from before he even went to visit the widow, that was approximately 85 miles away from Zarephath. So that's almost 30 hours of continuous walking, if not more, given the terrain and other factors. I bring this to your attention because there is no way that Elijah could have gotten from that brook to where the widow was. He could not physically have walked for 30 hours straight. So it had taken him days to get there. And you know what? Elijah showed up right on time. 
God sent Elijah when he did so he could bring that promise to this woman and her son. I want to encourage you today. God is sending you a miracle. He's sending a miracle to you. He is working things out while you're out there doing your best, taking care of your responsibilities and working hard to make ends meet. Our God is intentional. He is always one step ahead and he always provides. We have this lie going around in the world today that God is real, but he is just far away and doesn't really meddle with human affairs. People believe that he created the world, but he doesn't really love it. Since the beginning of time, the enemy of our souls has twisted God's word in order to make us believe that we are hopeless. Sometimes, a lot of times, we have to work harder than everyone else. Sometimes we have to use up all of our resources in order to take care of our responsibilities and our commitments. But all of the time, God will come through. This is not your end. You will see miraculous provision. Take ownership of your life. Own your mistakes, your hardships, your responsibilities. Know what you have to give and know what you lack because intentional faith can never be overlooked. So you learned to give only what you've got. And in order to do that, you have to know what you've got. And that no matter the circumstance, God's got you. But the last point, this last thing that we need to understand is that that has to be enough. In verse 16, we see that there was always enough flour and oil. She was able to cook for many days because of what the Lord provided. If I found that every time I went to cook, there was everything I needed, I would have tried to make a little extra and sell it to have money for more. See, we have the tendency to take matters into our own hands and turn God's provision and his blessing into our own little project. She could have created a business and ended up having more than she needed if she was smart. But you see, she was smart. She was smart enough not to meddle. She was smart enough to allow God to be her provider, to allow God to be enough. Throughout the past few weeks of the stretching season series that we were in at my church, we learned that we are being stretched in every area and stretching hurts. I know. But there's that last group of muscles that have not been stretched yet. There's the other side of flexibility that we need to surrender to God. I love you, every single one of you. I just want to be free, and I know that you do too. So let's pray together. God, we lay down every fear 
that wants us to believe that you won't come through or that you'll eventually get tired of providing for us. Continue to teach us how to be flexible in obedience, even when we don't see a way out, even when we don't have a promise to remind ourselves of when things get dark. We put our trust in you and we give in to your stretching today. We want to be flexible. Help us to know and give only what we've got. Keep showing us that you've got us in your hands and keep reminding us that you are enough. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 